Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Seria Chronicles is a Maya Chronicles production. <laughs> Welcome to our last City Eye Chronicles Q&A episode of the year. Uh, I'm Nikki Bandini. I have with me Mina Rizuki. Mina, I'm going to jump straight into the questions we've got here. I, I love this one uh, from uh, Panettone Dave, formerly Inter Dave in Hamilton, Canada. Nikki and Mina, you two are the City Eye Santa. See, Mina, you're not the witch of City Eye, you're Santa. You you get to hand out a lump of coal to one player and one coach each and a panettone to one player and one coach each. Who is on your naughty and nice list so far this season? And what flavor panettone are you giving them? One napale. So that's such a great question. Um, Do you have, do you have players in mind, a player and a coach for your naughty list and a player and a coach for your nice list? I would always probably give my call to Walter Mazzari. It's <laughs> just thinking um, the same thing. Just, <laughs> right? Just because when I'm trying to think of all the others, I actually see what they're trying to do and I I feel bad for their struggles or, you know, what they, they've had to face or whatever it is. But with Walter Mazzari, I just think most of the time that, I mean, they, you know, they're sacked. They sacked their coach. They brought you in, and and this team is still really terrible to watch. You know, and your post match comments don't even seem to address the problems, or, or like you have a real grasp of the situation. Frankly speaking, but I think I'm more likely to give a lump of coal to some directors and the way like certain things have been handled, like Salernitana as one. Um, I I do think that you know Juventus management to a certain level, especially with the Proust Valencia case, which I know it's ongoing with different clubs, but really the way that they have sort of wasted so much money, I feel like they deserve a lump of coal, frankly speaking, for where the position is now, where they're trying to fight for a top four position. And um, 
And I'd say another one would have to go to Sam Doria's uh, ex-president who finds himself now in prison. Um, not because of something he did at Sampdoria, but because of, you know, financial, let's say, problems. Um, so, yes, but as for players, oh, this one's difficult. Who are you going to go I with? Players, I'm feeling a bit put on the spot. I definitely think the lump of coal needs to go to Walter Mazzari. And it's a, it's almost a win-win with Mazzari <laughs> because if you give him that lump of coal, you know he's going to, even though it's a lump of coal, defend it as something precious. So, actually, it's like he's given him something that he's just as happy with anyway. Um so I mean, um, the only other person <laughs> I thought of the lump of coal is is Eusebio Di Francesco, who of course isn't there anymore, but managed to last just three games of Verona and was immediately succeeded by someone who made the job look quite easy. So um, I think that maybe is a, a lump of coal situation as well. Player is much trickier to sort of put my finger on someone who's a bit disappointing, perhaps. But the problem is Rabia. the one. Well, Rabio is a good shout. Actually, <laughs> Rabio is a very good shout. The one that comes to mind, which I was feeling awful about, isn't even a Serie A player. But there's part of me wants to give Jorginho a lump of coal just for missing those penalties. But it's not fair because I also think he's been one of the best players in the world this year. So it's a completely unreasonable lump of coal. It's just my internal, but I understand my internal <laughs> sadness and frustration about um, how that situation has played out and the fact that we are looking forward to another playoff in the new year for Italy. Yeah, I was going to say Alexandro. Yeah, okay. As well, he's been terrible. I can see that. I can see that. Um, God, there's got two more examples. This. I feel like I sort of should have prepared better for this question and um, thought about it. But think about it because Empoli, Empoli have been relatively good. I mean, January, I feel sorry for the situation that obviously they've got and they had a lot of absences. And, and yeah, it's not a great team, you know, like... And Salernitana, like, what can you do? You know, like, what can the team do when they don't even know if they're going to be kicked out or not? Like, that's going to have a weight on you, right? So I don't almost mm. want to go in too harsh. Cagliari, for me, seems to have the best system. And yet, you know, anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, I I um, agree with, with all of that. Like, I can name players who have sort of not been up to the level that I think they should be. You know, I think it's been a pretty disappointing um, by his standard start of season from Luis Alberto at Lazio maybe but I mean he's still got like six assists so you can't give him a lump of coal for that it's just you know some things haven't been quite as good as as you hoped they would be and likewise there have been times games when I might have wanted to give a lump of coal to uh, Jose Mourinho but there's also been times when I've, I've loved what he's been doing do you know if there's one player who who I suppose really has been quite a long way below Perhaps where I expected he would be and hoped he would be, it's, it's maybe Nicolas Agnolo. I think I expected a lot from him this season. On the other hand, to my young player who's just come back from an injury, a really big injury, and I don't want to give him a lump of coal either. So I'm, I'm having a hard time with the players. I really am. Um, maybe I'm just being too soft, um, but I'm struggling with those ones. Um, maybe, do you know what? I suppose the best one I can give is is maybe... Frank Ribery at Salernitana, who was such a, a, a heralded moment, such a sort of celebrated player coming in and has not been able to really help them from not being terrible at all. Although even then, I'm not sure it's entirely something that you can put on him because that team is not really, not really up to scratch, is it, for what they're um, trying to do. And they've now got all sorts of off-pitch drama that we just talked about in the main episode as well. Who, um, Mina... On the other hand, it's going on your nice list. Who's who's getting the panettone? Oh, there's lots of players, but I think for me, I think it's got to 
got to go to Sandro Tonali. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's been magnificent considering, considering the jump and the leap of like that he's gone to from last season to what he's showing us now. I think that is like wonderful to see. Just He was like so insistent on staying in Milan, so insistent of proving his potential. And frankly speaking, I think Kessier's performances have gone down this season. I feel like, you know, especially from the start, I think they, he started off really well, Kessier, and they've since dwindled. Maybe it is the contract negotiations. Benesser is not the same player that he was last year, but Tonani Bakayoko for me has been rather terrible. Maybe I'd give him the lump of coal actually. Um, mm. But I feel like the you know Tonani is somebody who deserves it, and and Guisera and, and also deserves it. I'm going to say that even more than than Osiman because he is. Just even when he came back after being injured, he immediately made an impact. Immediately from the first match against Milan, he was back to being that guy that just did everything to to secure the win for Napoli. So I'm always going to go for midfielders and I'm just really proud of those two in particular. Yeah, you know, actually when you talk about Napoli, I thought of one more name who maybe I would put, I feel mean with all of them to be honest, I'm just not good at being mean, Um, but I might put on that lump of coal list, which I think um, when we think about the cost and the hype that came with Herving Nazana when he joined Napoli in 2019, I think especially in this period when they've had all these injuries, there's a player that I really would have hoped we would have got something more from and we, we just haven't. Like I feel like he should be, really stepping up in this in this gap for Napoli and he hasn't but maybe that's sort of recency bias as well uh likewise with you I could be handing out the Panettone here all day I've got so many names on my list I have thought that um Domenico Berardi has been brilliant um in this first half of the season that I've really really enjoyed um his performances for uh Sassuolo I think uh Piotr Zielinski is having a magnificent season at Napoli I think the one that is going to have to have it for me, though, is uh, Hakan Cholaloglu at Inter. And it's, I suppose, because of the gap between my expectations for him as a player at Inter and, and how far away, in a good way, he's been from them. He's been so far above what I thought. I think he's been a, a transformative player in terms of that team's attacking um, possibilities. And, and I was probably around, uh, you know, Six months ago, I was probably talking about how great Christian Eriksen had been and, and helping that team get uh, across the line and win the Scudetto and, and his sort of double pivot role with with um, with Brozovic before obviously everything that happened to the Euros. But I think Chalanoglu has been totally, totally transformative for Inter. He plays much more high up the pitch than Eriksen was playing under Conte. He has knitted into that deck so well. He's been really integral to this winning run that they're on, I think he's been wonderful. So he has the Panettone for me. And I think probably inevitably, it also has to be Simone Inzaghi that gets um, the Panettone with him because how could it not? I started this season convinced that Inter were going to take a step back, that winning the title again was going to be hard for them, that Lukaku going was going to be this massive issue for them. And it hasn't been the top of the league. They're looking to me like the team that's going to win the league. And um, I think, while again, there are other names in my head for manager, I think he's got to be the one who gets the panettone from me. 
Oh, he has to be. He has to be. I mean, he's shattering records. They are a phenomenally well-oiled machine defensively and attacking wise. They're so unpredictable. They've changed their style of play, and he's managed to sort of smooth out all the all the edges of that. He's involved so much of the team. He's relied on his depth, and he's brought out the best in in. I mean, yeah, everyone really going forward, and and Jacko performing at these levels. For Inzaghi and Bastoni speaking about him with such glowing turns and and more than anything for doing what Spalletti and Conte couldn't, which was get out of the group stage and yeah. form in Europe. So, I mean, I know it's a horrible, again, matchup, but there's a part of me that believes in Inter going forward. And I, and I, he is because of that. I mean, we, I was worried about his subs. I was worried about his lack of experience at the very highest level, you know. But you know what? He managed to get Lazio through to the knockout stages last season. He's got into through. He certainly seems to have the ability, and especially when you when you think about how many of these players loved him before, you know, and how much they're getting along with him now, how he's really appealing to, like you said, Chana Longnu. So I think special mention, obviously, to Vlaovic, who's equals Cristiano's record for yes. goals scored in a calendar year. Definitely. Uh, Fratesi for Sassuolo mm-hmm. has been really great. Um, Ferrari as well and Giovanni Simeone who's in great form oh wonderful that's so true Barami for Empoli as well so um, and and Ricci really they are a great team to watch and they haven't lost anything despite losing Dionisi so that's fantastic to watch but yeah so many good players I feel like it's been a really good season it has it has there's so many players so I'm excited about in City at the moment I, I really um Really am enjoying this season. And um, uh, for me, the last part of that question from Inter Dave was actually what flavour of panettone we would give. I'm really boring. Like, I think that the classic panettone is the best one. Mina, I like it with the fruitinette. But is there a different flavour you want to give them? Pistachio. Oh, no, that is a good call. That is a good call. If you're going to go something <laughs> different, love pistachios. Next question from uh, Sudant in Saga in India. Um, would it be crazy? for Milan to try Teo Hernandez out as left winger. He's got everything you want from your winger, plus Rebic has been out most of the season so far. What do you think, Mina? They asked the same question at Lichtsteiner when he was under Conte for Juventus. You know, should he be played higher up the pitch? They asked that of Dani Alves. Any good attacking fullback, you know, Trent Alexander, although that's more midfield than winger, but... You know, should they be tried in a higher up role? But what makes them good is that run, is their ability to, you know, run from the back and and, and take on the, the the goal and and strides forward. And I think it's having a lot of space in front of them um, gives them that momentum to build and to create. So for me, look, I have Teo is a very complicated story with me and him. I mean, there's times when I'm just like absolutely in awe of what he can do going forward and then he'll do something like lose the ball and I want to kill him like I if I'm building a team I'm not looking at Teo not because I don't think he's fantastic going forward but because the duality of role is not for me where I'd like it to be and I understand that we live in an age where everything's got to be about attacking football and it doesn't matter and this is the reality of modern football it's attack 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 to, to hell with who can defend but I do feel like that's why I prefer a Calabria. There's a little bit more trust for me that there is a positional discipline in that. Um, So going forward, yes, because he's not that great defensively, I see why you would think of it. But I also think that it will take away 
from the attacking purposes and also like leave leave him without that pace that he the sprint that that's what makes the difference that's how he overcomes his man whereas then what you're asking him to do is get past defenders who are tightly defending against him and i wonder if that takes away from his edge going forward yeah i think it's a really um a tricky dynamic that, as you say, I think a lot of times people see a, a, a wing back and who uh, who's brilliant at marauding forward from there, and, and assume that because they can do that, that they should be played further forward. And look, there are examples of players for whom that has been the right decision. And Gareth Bale was a fullback, and I know Gareth Bale has had this very odd tale to his career where it, it sort of hasn't gone the way that it probably should have done. That we feel like his talent um, should have made it at Real Madrid, but Certainly, for a, a while, he was one of the best sort of was one of the best one of the best players in the world, and he was doing that from a more advanced position at Real Madrid. He wasn't just playing at fullback, and I think um, I'm not adverse to the idea of, of Milan trying it. I, I definitely think uh, I agree with Sudan when we're talking about Rebic's injury. It's something we touched on again in the main podcast episode this week. Like, have they lost? More, even more so with the, the Leao injury, some of their attacking impetus that they had earlier in the season. How do you get some of that back? And experimentation is not is not a bad thing. And um, we saw against Empoli the decision to to move Frank Kessie forward created some openings. And if you've got another idea for who could go in at left back and make that work, by all means go for it. And um, what I would be reluctant to see is something um, contrived like putting Calabria to left back and. And putting him out of position, especially when you've got a defence, frankly, that is already suffering, I suppose, a bit with some of the injuries that it's got and has been in a sort of declining state of form in the second half of the season. Do you want to take even more pieces away from it and and have to find new alternatives? Well, maybe you could argue that Teo has not been the best defensive element within that. And so there's reason to do it. But I, yeah. Milan are already short in, in that area of the pitch and do you believe you've got a different option for it? But experimentation, I'm all in favour of it. I, I broadly agree with, with Mina's position though that sometimes you need to recognise that a player's attacking potential as a as a left back um, doesn't mean that they're going to be a, a good winger. And I think actually another name that comes to mind in a different but similar way is, you know, there's been times in the past where Everyone was so in awe of Leonardo Bonucci's passing range from centre-back for Juventus that Pirlo left and it was like, well, Bonucci can keep doing the the, the long raking balls. And you realise it's great as a, like a, an extra weapon. It's not great when you're relying on that. So yes, I think um, you need to be careful exactly where you take that. Seria Chronicles is excited to partner with Kalido Media, an Australian digital media agency specializing in website design and development and digital marketing. The Kalido Media team has a diverse range of digital skills, including helping our podcast by managing its social media accounts and editing videos for YouTube. Whether you're looking to enhance your website to attract new business or find an audience via social media marketing to generate leads and sales, Kalido Media will work with you to develop a customized digital strategy for your business. They've had a lot of success in generating leads and driving online traffic for various types of businesses, including home builders, renovators, and kitchen cabinetry professionals, commercial cleaning, and even tennis coaches. 
So if you're looking to attract new eyeballs to your business to generate leads and drive sales, visit kalidomedia.com.au to get in touch with the team to discuss a strategy to fire up your business, connect with your ideal audience and communicate your message. Fire up, connect and communicate with Kalido Media. See the link in the show notes. Last question for this final podcast of 2021 comes from SuperClick1, who asks, could we see an era of dominance for Inter over the next five years? Inzaghi will probably stay that long, as will Beppe Morata. Players can be sold and good replacements brought into the 352 system, even on a budget. Does the train keep going year after year? What do you think? I think dominance is always depending on what the others can do and if they can get their act together. I mean, for for long times, Juventus had Napoli for in the beginning, but then I feel like they always just had that bit more. So even if they weren't necessarily thrilling to watch or weren't managing some great things like we saw at the starts of seasons for Allegri when they were trying to compare his record and some of the seasons that he started out badly and then drew enough momentum. It's because the challenges weren't up to the task of really providing that wonderful challenge. And I think last season, I'm I'm not here to take anything away from it, but there wasn't a genuine challenger again for for. I feel Inter because Juventus were so poor they were they didn't even know if they were going to make the top four for very long, and Milan started off very well and I thought this is going to be really exciting but obviously tailed off as well, and then Inter didn't take part in European competition so I feel like it allowed them to dominate it it gave them a lot of energy, um, and they were able to build and change their mentality and now that they have this winning mentality that's going to stand them in good stead for the future. So I do think that this is a great time to sort of set up their dominance. Again, it, it they do have Pepe Marotta, who is for me the best director in football. I'm not even going to just say in Serie A, in football. I mean, he is remarkable in the way that he chooses his, who is worth it, who isn't worth it, the way he negotiates his diplomacy, the way he... Um, really stays close to the team. And, and, you know, Nicky's mentioned a lot, he's the adult in the team, you know, in the room, he always is the adult in the room and just can answer so perfectly to every question asked of him. And keeping him is vital for their chances. And Simone Inzaghi is happy to be there. And I feel like he will continue to be happy to be there until there's a possibility he might get poached. Because if he continues to win and they do set up dominance, you know, do you really put it past Real Madrid, United and others looking at what he can do? Because it is a really fantastic style of football. It's so wonderful to watch. They are so clearly good. Like there's been a lot of times last year, I know I felt safe in the knowledge, but it's a little bit uh, same old, you know, it changed towards the last six months of the season. I think Ericsson provided a lot more flair and a lot more interest um, in the way that they played their game. But there were times where I felt like they struggled for the goals, but now it's like, it's just everything comes so easily for them. So, and I don't see Juventus sorting themselves out any time soon, to be fair, on to be honest. I think Napoli have the age-old question of can they ever really sort out this mentality because this has been an issue now under so many coaches and how quickly can Milan build up their finances so that they are a team that can not fall off after a few games, that do have the squad depth, that can introduce players of a higher value sometimes than a Castillejo or, you know what I mean? 
So just because the rest of the landscape I don't believe in, I believe in Inter. So I do think it's entirely possible that they can win five in a row. And Inzaghi and the way that he has built and, and developed with this team and his staff, I'd like to point out, are so tremendous, including his number two who works on all the defensive movements. So you put that together with a great you know, di- director, it's just hopefully they have enough money to continue regenerating the squad because that's financial issues obviously make a difference. Yeah, I think you said all that really, really well, Mina. Obviously there's um, things that we can't know and can't predict. Um, even what's happened this year has obviously been influenced, this season's been influenced hugely by uh, the financial situation relating to their owners sooning and, and the financial situation in the world, frankly, and certainly in China and, and how the, the decisions made by the central Chinese government have a knock-on impact for, for Inter because of the discouraging approach they've taken towards foreign investment and, the, and asking their Chinese uh, business people not to keep spending their money abroad, basically. And, and that all has knock-on impacts and the world remains quite an uncertain place when it relates to COVID and, and all of that. And I think on top of that, um, there's some things that me mentioning, you know, at this time of recording, uh, Inter have also had some investigations opened into some of their um, uh, reporting of transfer fees and loan deals with um, players sort of Oh, sorry, a buyback option, sorry, not loan deals on players who are sold to a club and then come back afterwards and how that gets reported on the club's finances. It's a separate investigation to one that we've previously mentioned on the podcast that Juventus are um, currently uh, uh, under, but it's similar ground. It's all about plus valenza and financial reporting. And I, I wouldn't want to speculate at all about any of the outcomes of that, but only just sort of mention them because this is what I've think Mina was already talking about and which I'm agreeing with about the the reality of, of uncertain ground, of, of things we can't know, of things that are to be determined in in, in the future of Inter and, and the future of, of all of these clubs. And as Mina put it as well, there is um, the, the, the question of whether or not Inter can keep winning for five years isn't just dependent on them. It's dependent on Juventus and whether or not they get back to being the Juventus that won nine consecutive titles, whether or not they go out and find the money to sign Dusan Vlahovic, for instance, whether or not any of these sorts of, of um, big transfers come along that can change the landscape. I, I do think that, broadly speaking, Inter right now are set up to succeed in a way that Juventus are also, even though they aren't currently playing great because of the way the club is being run, the way the club is being managed, the way the club is being um the, the financial footing the club is being put on. And I think the fact that Inter and Juventus are the only two teams that have gone through to the Champions League knockout rounds this season also has a knockout, has a knock-on impact. You know, the, the money that you make from that competition does roll into club finances and an impact the next season. And when you can do that for a few years in a row, it starts to have a real sort of snowball effect and, and continues to, 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 to build things going forward. But I think it's possible um, to answer the question that this could be the beginning of an era, I think Milan feel like they still have some some work to do to catch up. Sorry, Juventus feel like they still have some work to do to catch up. Milan, player for player, is still a long way behind, despite what great work being done by Purely. Napoli, I am not ruling them out of the title race this season, but I, I think they're not structurally set up to be as long-term successful because of 
revenue streams because of Inter being um, better positioned in the market. So I think it's very possible to me they could be done in five years, but I, I wouldn't sign up to, to saying that it's um, it's certain at all and certainly not with, with um, Juventus lurking in the background and just waiting to get the right balance again because they are, again, set up financially as well as anyone in Italy. I think that's it for us for this Q&A podcast. Um, thank you so much again. I already said it after the last podcast, but for joining us all through this year, guys. Um, happy New Year. Felice Nuova Anna. Have a good time. Have I hope you get to have uh, lovely festivities, whatever that looks like in, in your country, wherever you're listening. Do look out for a special 2021 highlight show of this podcast dropping at some point between now and the first round of games in the new year. The first round of new games in the new year is on the uh, 6th of January, but we will be back after the second round of games because they come right next to each other. So we'll be back on the 11th of January to look back over those first the two rounds of the new year. Do keep sending your questions in for the Q&A podcast at SeriaCronPod on Twitter with the hashtag Chronicles Q&A. Find us both on Twitter at Nikki Bandini, at Mina Rizuki. Subscribe to Celia Chronicles YouTube channel for clips of the show. And do leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And I can't wait to be here with you, Mina, and do this again in the new year. Until then, see you later. Bye. And a perfectly timed bark from my dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Will that be all right? We were to cut me out. <laughs> Thanks, Ross. Really well timed. <laughs> I didn't name him, but he came. He came with a name, but he is called Ross. He's not named after friends. It's Simon's brother's name. <laughs> oh God! My Italian friend Lorenzo always calls him Rosario. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.